Hello Puggies and welcome to the Pug Life Show brought to you by Pug Parties because your pug deserves to be the best dressed at the porty and you can check out their outfits at pugparties.com. I'm your host Donna and with me are my puggy co-hosts Rosie and Kenji. In this episode I'm talking about puggy separation anxiety. Apparently, research has found that one in every four to six dogs have separation anxiety and that it's more common in older dogs. What's more, it can present in different forms and at different times. I've experienced pug-to-pug separation anxiety between Winston and Charles and pug-to-human separation anxiety with Lewis and now Kenji. And surprise, surprise, no two pugs are the same when it comes to displaying their anxiety. But the great thing is there are ways to reduce the impact so that they can live their pug life to the fullest and we'll cover all the options in this episode. But before we dive in, I want to remind you to subscribe to our newsletter in the show notes so you get advance notice of our next episode and much, much more. As I mentioned in the intro, it is believed that one in every four to six dogs have separation anxiety and that it's more common in older dogs, according to research done by the University of Melbourne. And I've provided a link to it in the show notes if you'd like to read more. It is very interesting. Now, many punks experience separation anxiety when their porents leave them alone, which can be very upsetting for the puggy and the porent. I experienced this with Lewis, aka Fat Dog, when he first came to live with me. He had been neglected and abused by his former family and had subsequently developed a serious attachment to me that then manifested into separation anxiety when I had to go to work. Now, conversely, Charles experienced it when his brother Winston passed away suddenly because they were a bonded pair. And now I have Kenji, who still barks and at times cries at the door when Andrew or I leave home to go to work or go out, even though he knows we always come back. And he has Rosie to keep him company for the day as well. Now, as a pug parent, you know that separation anxiety is common, but there are ways to help your puggy deal with it better. But before we get into the how, let's talk about what puggy separation anxiety is. So separation anxiety is a condition in which a pug becomes anxious and stressed when separated from their chosen human or companion. Uh, And by companion, I mean like a bonded pug, like a litter sibling. After all, they are known for being Velcro dogs because they love being close to their chosen human or companion. Symptoms of separation anxiety can include whining, barking, howling, pacing, chewing, licking the air, um, and destructiveness. Now, separation anxiety is common in pugs for a variety of reasons. Pugs are very social animals and they're really smart and they love spending time with their humans and grumble. It's also thought that a pug's high level of energy and curiosity can also lead to separation anxiety. So when they're suddenly left alone, they can become anxious and restless because they really feel the absence and they let you know about it. Now, the first step in dealing with separation anxiety is to understand the condition and its causes. Once you know what's causing your pug's anxiety, you can then begin to take steps to help them overcome it and live their pug life to the fullest. 
Thankfully, there are a few things you can do to help your puggy deal with separation anxiety. So start by leaving your puggy alone for short periods of time. This will help them get used to being away from you. Begin to see it as a normal part of their life and realise, most importantly, that you do come back. Make sure your puggy has plenty of toys and choose to keep them occupied while you're gone. Similarly, give your pug a treat or a toy that's only available when you're not home. This will give them something to look forward to when you're gone. I found that the toys that drop treats out slowly as the puggy plays with it was the best option for all of my pugs when they first come to live with me. Just don't forget to adjust their regular meals to compensate for the extra treaties. Um, exercise your puggy before you leave so they'll be tired and less likely to become anxious and even a short walk around the block for a quick snafari really helps them. Set up a cosy spot for your puggy to relax in while you're gone, their little den. This could be a bed, crate or playpen. Now, we have multiple beds in multiple rooms of the house, so Rosie and Kenji have a few choices to go with depending on their mood, the sunshine or the view. Leave the TV or the radio on for background noise. This was a favourite of Charles's and we deployed this support mechanism for Kenji when we went on his first family, uh, fur family holiday just recently. Make sure you take your puggy out for a toilet break before you leave so they don't have to hold it while you're gone, especially if you don't have a doggy door installed. Don't make a big deal out of leaving or coming home. This one's a tough one. Ignore your puggy for the first few minutes after you come home so they don't get too excited. But it's really important for their long-term health. Rosie and Kenji know that I won't pat them until I'm in the house and I've put my work bag down and taken off my jacket. They run in behind me and sit relatively patiently for their cuddles and kisses because they know it's coming the second my jacket comes off. And finally, be patient and consistent. Consistency is the key. It may take some time for them to get used to you being away, but they will eventually adjust and be a lot happier for it. Hey, puggies, we'll be right back after this short message. If you haven't already subscribed to our newsletter, then please click on the link in our show notes so you get advance notice of our next episode. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Live in the Pug Life, so you can be the crazy pug lady you've always wanted to be with other like-minded crazy pug ladies. Now it's time to get back to the show. Sometimes, no matter how hard you try, your puggy just can't seem to settle into a routine that includes you not being home 24-7 and you may need to seek professional help. Now there's no shame in asking for help because in the end it's about giving your puggy the best life that you can give them. You know when it's time to get professional help. Keep an eye out for the following behaviours and if you can, record them on your phone or write them down in a calendar so you can see if there are patterns or triggers to the behaviour. Firstly, your puggy is destroying furniture or other property when left alone. 
Your puggy is injuring themselves in an attempt to escape from their confinement area such as a playpen. Your puggy is excessively drooling, panting or barking when they're left alone. Your puggy is having accidents inside even though they're toilet trained and you've tried everything on your own and nothing seems to be helping. Now, if your puggy is displaying any of these behaviours, even after you've tried to help them with all the tips that I've shared, then it's time to go and talk to your vet or a pet behaviourist. They can help you create a treatment plan for your puggy that's tailored to their specific needs. For me, prior to Kenji, I had a 50-50 split when it came to pugs who suffered from mild anxiety to pugs who, in effect, didn't care when I left as long as I was home for dinner. And they let me know how they felt about me being late. So Lewis was my shadow shadow from the day he came home and realised that he was safe and loved. I was lucky with Lewis in that he didn't destroy anything, but he did cry at the front door when I left for work. And when I had to be away overnight for duty, he would sleep at the front door and only leave it to eat dinner or to go to the toilet, the poor boy. It took him about 12 months to finally accept slash trust that I was always coming home. So when I had to go back to sea, as I was still in the Navy then, he was okay with me not being around for long stretches of time because he knew that I was always coming home. Plus, luckily for me, I never had to worry about finding people to look after him when I was away and he came to trust them as much as he trusted me, which made all the difference for both of us when I had to deploy. With Winston and Charles, it was a little different. They were a bonded pair and Andrew and I were happy to adopt them knowing that they couldn't be separated. The only time we ever really had problems was when one had to go to the vet and the other couldn't come. And this usually applied to Charles more than Winston. So Charles would sit at the front door and cry until we returned from the vet, which in the last 12 months of Winston's life could have been hours and sometimes it was even days as opposed to just minutes. Charles would settle down if Andrew or I were still home, but if neither of us were, it just got to the point where I would take Charles with us for Winston's appointments just so that Charles was okay. As you can imagine, when Winston passed away um, and without Charles being there when it happened, it created a situation that Andrew and I weren't really prepared for. We discovered that the best thing that we could do for Charles was get him another companion quickly so that he didn't die of a broken heart, even though we weren't really ready for another pug so soon after losing Winston. Rosie was the total opposite of all three boys. She took a few days to get to know us better since the only time she'd known us was at playgroup and photo shoots, and then she settled herself in without any real issues. I think a choice of Andrew as her human really did make the difference, noting that her last family, her human was a woman. Now, Rosie, interestingly, likes to walk us to the door, almost like she's giving us permission to go for the day. And then as the door is closing, she runs off to her favourite bed in my office and settles in for the day. She'll happily get up and greet us when she hears the front door open on our return, but it's just as though she's just sort of letting us know that she somehow magically was expecting us to walk in when we did and she's just making sure that we didn't forget that it's dinner time and we need to hurry up about it. 
Now we have Kenji and we've had to learn some new skills. So he's on puppy Prozac for severe anxiety, not just separation anxiety. And as he has gotten more comfortable with us in his new home, his symptoms have improved substantially. There were a few sleepless nights in the early days on the couch with him during a thunderstorm, cuddling him while he shook with fright. I am happy to report that he now barks a few times and then settles back down to sleep when he hears the start of the rumbles. Conversely, when we went on holidays recently, we discovered that Kenji does still struggle with change. The trip in the car, coupled with a new location and no familiar smells on our toilet runs, really upset him. He was very clingy for the first two days and he had trouble settling the first night and whenever we left the holiday place without him, as you can imagine. When we realised that he was struggling, we put some things into action to help him get comfortable, like turning on the TV as we were leaving, making sure that the bed was positioned so that he could see most of the holiday apartment as he could, including the door, and that his favourite toy was in the bed for him as well. He got the hang of it by the end of the holiday, but will know to be ready for it next time so that he has a joyful holiday the whole time we're away and he treats the change like the thunderstorms he's no longer afraid of. Now, don't forget, separation anxiety is a common problem in pugs, but it doesn't have to be a lifelong problem for them. With patience and consistency, because both are key, you can help your puggy overcome their anxiety and live puggily ever after with you. Now it's your turn to talk pug. Have you ever experienced separation anxiety with your puggies? What was it like and how did you deal with it? Or are you going through it right now? We'd love for you to share your photos, videos and stories like only a pug mum would share over in our Facebook group, Live in the Pug Life, because that's where crazy pug porrents hang out and we get you. And until next time, puggies, thank you for joining us today. Have a pawsome week and humans, be generous with the snackies. Thank you very much for listening to our latest episode of The Pug Life Show. If you liked the episode or if you think it'll be useful for someone else, then please leave a review with your favourite podcast host or over at our Facebook group, Live in the Pug Life, where crazy pug ladies meet to talk all things pug.